Welcome to Joyful Eating. I'm your host, Jules Clancy, a former food scientist and winemaker turned cookbook author and health coach. I've discovered a simple way to have a joyful relationship with food without sacrificing pleasure or my waistline, and I can help you get there too. Listen on to find out how. Hello, hello, and welcome to Joyful Eating episode number 71. So today our topic is eat real sugar. Yay. Before we get to that, I'll just share the best bite I had this week. So on the weekend, I've made it before. I hadn't made it for a while, but I made some beet hummus. So basically the idea is instead of using chickpeas, use cooked beets. So I just get like vacuum packed beets already cooked from the supermarket and then just puree them up with tahini and lemon juice and garlic. And seriously, it's so pretty. It's so delicious. I had it with poached eggs and broccolini and pomegranate seeds and walnuts on Sunday. And it was just the best brunch ever. And I've been enjoying having the leftovers during the week as well. I had it with some salmon for lunch yesterday. So that is delicious. If you want to actually, if you want to see me making that in my Instagram, I've did an Instagram reel of it. So on Instagram, I'm Jules Stone Soup, I think. So there's a link in the show notes anyway. Let's start talking about sugar. So plan for today is I just thought I'd share the story behind this episode, like why I decided to do it. And then talk about, like, about the why behind eating sugar. Like we hear so much about why not to eat sugar, uh, but let's talk about why. Then we'll talk about that, how to actually go about doing this in a way that actually benefits you. And I've got a bonus tip to share as well. So story behind this is basically, you know, in my history of coaching people around food, like sugar comes up a lot and it's basically the story. And I was quite coaching someone this morning and I was just like, yeah, I need to do a podcast episode on this. Because basically what happens is that people tell themselves they shouldn't be having sugar. They don't have it in the house or like, yeah, and then all of a sudden, like whenever they get an opportunity to eat sugar, they're like, they're going mental and eating like way more and then they're feeling sick. And it's like this vicious cycle of like not having it, overdoing it, not having it, overdoing it. And, you know, it just breaks my heart. I guess the other reason I want to talk about this is like on my own journey with diabetes, you know, so when I first got diagnosed with gestational diabetes, I was like very motivated, very like on the sugar's bad trap, um, you know, doing the low carb thing and it was actually quite fine for me. But what I did do is like go down that path of like exploring cooking with sugar substitutes. So, you know, and the best that I found was like pure stevia powder. Like it definitely was the least bad of all the sugar substitutes. But at the end of the day, like while stuff tasted okay to me, they definitely weren't as delicious as real sugar. And like my boys would know, like they would just be like, oh, this isn't great, <laughs> which is fascinating. So a few years ago, I just decided I was just going to cook with sugar again. Like, cause you know, it's, what's the point of making something like a dessert if people don't really get a lot of pleasure and joy from it. Like if it's, yeah, it's this is okay, but it kind of tastes a bit healthy. Like what's the point? And so like I really firmly believe that there is a place for like pleasure is such an important part of food. And so if we are going to have something sweet, I just decided that it was better to have you know, a reasonable amount of something really super incredibly delicious than have lots of something that was, you know, okay at best. 
And it's actually really interesting because I was coaching someone else who has a medical condition where she needs to eat low sodium. And so we've been working together on helping you know, her come up with ways to manage that and to cook and to you know, enjoy the things that she is eating. And fascinatingly, like she's done experiments where she's like got all the different sodium substitutes and tried them. And like, and where we got to with her was that she was actually best when she just used a little bit of real salt and then also seasons with like lemon juice or vinegar or other things to bring out the flavor rather than going down the path of fake salt (laughs) substitutes. So I think like it's really, there's something in that of like, you know, the substitutes are never as good. So like you're better off to just have a small amount of the real thing. So why do I recommend eating sugar? Because there's so much in the media. Like, I guess first, like, let's look at the reasons why people say sugar is bad. And, you know, it's for sure, there's a lot of evidence that that eating sugar, like raising, having high blood sugar is not good for, you know, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, dementia, like people that have high blood sugar, way more likely to get Alzheimer's and, and dementia as, as they age. Like there's cancer risk, like everything goes up if you have high blood sugar. So like, of course, yeah, that's very serious. And I'm not saying that we should be just eating loads of sugar all the time. Like that, that's a real thing. Um, however, the thing is that as humans with human brains, like the reason why we're better off eating real sugar rather than not having it at all is that First of all, like real sugar is delicious and there's nothing that's going to compete with that. But secondly, like when we tell ourselves we shouldn't be having something, there's this whole like kind of reverse psychology thing that goes on and it just builds your desire for it so much. <laughs> like, and it, like, that's just how we're all, most of it, I, I assume everyone, but like, you know, definitely I am wired like that. If someone tells me, no, you can't do that and you can't have that, then all of a sudden I'm thinking about that and I really want it. <laughs> you know, like it's like the kids when they're playing with it, if someone, ha- if one kid has the toy and then the other kid all of a sudden really wants it so much because they can't, and that's just because they can't have it. And so, this whole like psychology piece, don't underestimate how powerful it is. Like it really makes such a big difference. So when we give ourselves permission to have sugar, it just removes so much of that desire. So yes, sugar is delicious and there is that natural inherent desire that we have. It rewards our pathways in our brain. So yeah, there is that. But by telling ourselves we can't have it, that actually stimulates like the psychological desire for sugar as well. So by giving ourselves permission to have sugar, like it just calms down that psychological desire. So the so it just makes it more manageable. And also like it just it's a much nicer way to live because you don't have to be this like, you know, crazy social hermit who like can't eat sugar, like, you know, the social things and, you know, just because it's so pleasurable, like it's definitely a much nicer way to, to live. So that's why I really recommend eating sugar. Of course, I'm very specific on how to go about doing that. I'm not saying like it's a free-for-all, just randomly eat whatever sugar you like crosses your path anytime you have that the urge to eat it. Like that's not going to help either because we don't want to swing that pendulum too far in the other direction because yeah, there are some serious negative health consequences to having too much sugar. So what we want to do instead is find this balanced place where we're being intentional And what I mean by that is like that we're not making random decisions in the moment to just snack on whatever sugar comes along, that we're actually deciding ahead of time what we're going to eat, what types of sugar we're going to eat, and then how much we're going to eat. Because sugar stimulates the dopamine pathway, the reward pathway in your brain. Of course, it's hard to be satisfied with a certain amount. So you're going to want more 
sugar. Like that's just how it works. So what we want to do is just to have some boundaries set up. So you're like deciding ahead of time, yep, I'm just going to have this one donut or I'm just going to have this one bowl of ice cream or this one scoop of ice cream or whatever it is. And then of course, when you finish that, yeah, there'll be the, sometimes it won't be, but oftentimes there'll be the desire to have more, but you don't like, that's where you just need to coach yourself and just go, no, actually it's better if I just stick to whatever I've decided. And that's how we do it. Like it's being intentional about when we're doing it. And the cool thing is that when we be intentional and we're deciding ahead, then you can get to plan of like, so at the moment for me, like I'm having, I make ice cream on the weekend and we have like ice cream for at dinner on Sunday every, every week. And so i get like, I get to think during the week, oh, what, what type of ice cream am I going to make this week? I haven't decided yet. Actually, last week we had um, salted caramel. It's delicious. So yeah, like I get the anticipation. So I get that extra joy of thinking about this sugar that's coming my way. I get to enjoy the real sugar. And the other cool thing about this is that because I'm giving myself permission to have the ice cream at night, like when I sit down and serve myself some out, I find that when I'm making the mixture, I'm not like tempted to like go back to my old tricks of like licking spoons and, you know, I need to taste this and like ending up tasting like half the mixture because I know that I'm going to enjoy it more at the mealtime when it's all finished and frozen. So deciding ahead like helps like on so many levels and just this the whole piece of being intentional is really important. Um, the other ho- how-to is just be aware that of course your brain is going to want more sugar, like, but don't use your sugar brain as one of my clients, her kids calls it the sugar brain. I thought it was really cute. Don't let your sugar brain be making those decisions. Let your conscious brain, like your adult brain, be making the decisions about how much and how often. So that's how we go about doing it. it. It actually is quite simple. And it's really magical how this psychology piece does work. Like when you start to give yourself permission, all this emotional charge kind of falls away. And yeah, you still do need to coach yourself and to, to stick to your plan, but it really, it's so much more manageable than you'd expect. My bonus tip for you is, of course, there's going to be times where you overdo it. So when you, particularly if you've been restricting and you haven't had sugar for a long time, if you go and start to give yourself permission to have something every day, of course, there's going to be times where you go overboard and you have more than you'd planned. And so my bonus tip for you is just be willing to fail. Like just expect that there's going to be times as you're learning this as a new habit and a new skill, finding that intentional balance that there's going to be times where you overdo it and there's going to be times where maybe you restrict too much and then that causes problems as well. And so just be willing to fail, be willing for it to be a bit messy, just knowing that you can get there. It's just a matter of practice and tweaking and learning from your mistakes and just, you know, iterating and getting there. So that's it. So have some fun in the next week. Like, Seriously, like take some time to think about like what would be what's something that you a sweet treat that you love that you haven't had in a really long time and then decide like give yourself permission to have it, plan it in advance, like enjoy that anticipation and then of course enjoy when you're having the treat in the moment and then also you know be willing to coach yourself when you do have desire to have more and just take it from there. So if you'd like to become someone who has this healthy relationship with sugar, who finds that balance of being intentional, um, invite you to join the Naturally Healthy Club. So it's my six-month coaching group, which gives you a personalized, simple, and totally doable process to change your relationship with food. So you enjoy eating well automatically, and you actually have fun with 
changing your habits. Like we actually bring joy and self-compassion and all these good things into that process. Um, And also that you end up feeling really good in your clothes. So we enroll twice a year. And for more details, just check out the link in the show notes, or if you Google stone soup, you'll find it. Okay. Have a beautiful week. Enjoying your sweet treat. I will definitely be enjoying my ice cream, whatever flavor it ends up being. And I will catch you next week. Bye. Before you go, this is the best part. So if you enjoyed Joyful Eating, subscribe to the podcast. And I'd love to send you a copy of my free cookbook called Six Ingredients, 20 Minutes, Simple Whole Foods for Joyful Weeknight Dinners. It's full of easy recipes, so delicious they'll satisfy even the biggest food snob. Just Google Stone Soup and you'll find it.